Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com slash DSO. That's betterhelp.com slash DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. I wanted to tell you about the members-only portion of my website called the DSO Fraternity. You can learn more about it at dadstartingover.com slash join. What do you get with your membership fee of $14.99 per month or $149 per year? Well, you get access to all of my books, including The Dead Bedroom Fix, Now What?, and Red Flags, as well as any future books that may come out. You get to download them in PDF format, download an MP3 audio, or stream the audio right from the website. We also have member-only articles, some of which have audio. We also have Facebook groups, private Facebook groups for members only, where you get to discuss a variety of topics with your fellow members, including dead bedrooms, starting over after divorce, and dating after divorce. We also have live member Zoom meetings three times per week. Myself and three other coaches host these meetings, and we have a variety of different topics that we discuss live with our members, and members get to share their story and ask for advice. Speaking of coaching, members of the DSO fraternity get pretty considerable discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself, Scott, Jack, or Thomas, all of which are ready to help. So give it a shot, dadstartingover.com slash join. And now on to today's episode. Uh, tell yeah. us about yourself a little bit. How old? Kids? Wife? All that good stuff. Let's see. I'm uh, 41 years old. I have been married about uh, 11 years now, I guess. And uh, we've got two kids, uh, eight and 10, both boys. And uh, let's see. I can tell you some. I'm going to start off with some background or. Sure. Kind of. Uh, Go that. So okay. So so I whatever you whatever in, you feel comfortable sharing with the listeners. All right. Cool. So I grew up in a uh, in a small town and in a, as a suburb. My parents divorced when I was five, and uh, I was uh, I was the oldest kid of at one time four other kids. So I, we had stepkids that you know both parents divorced or parents divorced and then remarried, and then there was a big household of four, and I was the oldest. So oh wow. Trying to maintain the peace because parents were both working and stuff. So anyway, uh, I went to live with my mom. Mom and stepdad were workaholics and uh, mom liked to drink a lot. So I found myself at a pretty early age um, kind of hanging out with my stepdad, who was the nice guy, and dealt with my 
uh, mom's kind of controlling in dramatic ways. And I learned to uh, kind of steer clear of, of uh, disagreeing with, uh, with the drunk mom while she was, uh, while she was uh, enjoying herself way too much. And uh, mm. so I kind of, it kind of steered me into more of a, like a nice guy thing. I see. So, okay. So you were five years old and your parents split. They each went their separate ways, started new families, but you spent the majority of your time with mom and stepdad and mom developed a drinking problem. Did that come, did the drinking problem start before the divorce? Was that a, a, a part of why the divorce happened to begin with, or that didn't come till later? Or? Yeah, I think they both kind of happened um, at the same time as the divorce issue. And then it just went on from there. And uh, I started out with a little bit of background just because uh, that's kind of how my, my initial mentality in dealing with um, or interacting with women kind of with came women, about sure, as sure. an adult. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of this I found out through, you know, going on a couple of years of therapy now. So um, let's see. So, oh, yeah, with, so. with the, the therapist, you, you've, you've pinpointed like mom dealing with mom has had an integral, an impact yeah. on your relations with women. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, for okay. sure. So there you and, are. And at the time, can you look back and say, man, the, the split, the divorce was pretty big impact on five-year-old you, or at the time where you so young, you weren't quite sure how to process it or um, yeah, it was a pretty big impact on yeah. me. I would say it was like some of the earliest memories I know is, is wow. of that, of being in courtrooms and whatnot. It was. Pretty, pretty oh, really? Cool. So it went that far. I see. Okay. Oh yeah. No, it was ugly. And uh, let's see. So, you know, growing up, um, also like one of the smaller dudes in, uh, in my class got a little bit bullied here and there. So the nice guy stuff was just definitely uh, compounded. And then um, I get to the point where, uh, Grown up, getting out of high school, uh, I'm looking at the fire service pretty hard. And of course, my mom's like, don't do that. You'll get hurt or killed. And I said, oh, really? Are you going to pay for my college? And she's like, no. I was like, all right, good. I'm doing it. And then packed my bag and had a job already as an intern right out of high school. Wow. So um, so, so did mom ever did mom ever get help with her drinking? Oh, she did eventually. Oh, she did. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. And at what age were you when that eventually happened? Um, let's see, 38. Oh, wow. So she waited <laughs> a while. Now. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she went She went quite a few years of uh, heavy drinking mm. then. Did that take a toll oh, yeah. on her physically? It, it did a little bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And did yeah. Uh, did stepdad stick around for all of that? Oh, yeah, he did. Did he, did he have yeah. a problem right along with her? Uh, he did for a while, yeah. And then they ended up both doing a big rehab session oh, and okay. uh, he actually stayed clean and then she had a couple relapses here and there but you know shit happens i guess but the, well this was <laughs> this is just recently yeah i was gonna say just a few years ago that you yep. got, that she decided to go clean so has your relationship with mom improved since then or there's just too much resentment built and too much water under it, the bridge yeah it has it has a little bit um i'm just very very short with her as far as like you know you have you I have a lot of resentment not, built up. Oh yeah, I'm not a nice guy at all. No, <laughs> not towards your mom. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, you know, so going through the uh, going through um, into the fire service, and then uh, occasionally I was driven. I was kind of driven at that point. Had a very good goal in mind, and I let everybody around me know, like including relationships and stuff. Like, yeah, that's nice, but if I have an opportunity to do this and this, I'm gonna get do that. So just I need my. I got really good at making my expectations known right up front with uh, 
a lot of the women in my life, but I was still really a nice guy. And uh, I got taken advantage of a few times by that. Got cheated on a couple times. Um, got uh, thrown into uh, situations where I just didn't speak up as much as I could have. But um, I was I was still driven and maintained that goal. And then uh, so fast forward to you know getting a, a job with a fire department, and uh, I meet my wife through a mutual friend. And uh, you know I was. I was still going to work and doing that, but like turned into nice guy stuff a little bit. We ended up marrying each other and uh, had kids and, you know, sex was pretty, um, I don't know, three or four times a month or so. Nothing too crazy, but you know, I'm like, okay, I guess this is what marriage like. It's like, I mean, it, it concerned you, but you were able to explain it away and say, well, let's, we're just married. And of course it's not porn star stuff here. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, so yeah, then the first kiddo came along, we decided like, yeah, we we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have kids. We're going to have two. We decided that pretty much right up front, right after we, a little after we got married, actually, before we got married, we, we discussed the possibility of marriage. You know, we planned it with both planners and, um, yeah, first kid came along, um, didn't want to have sex at all during the pregnancy, always nauseous, not feeling great. I'm like, all right, cool. So that was basically 10 to 12 months of no sex. How long between the, the kids? Um, they are 21 months apart. So not much time, so, not much downtime. So, well, let me, let, yeah. let me stop, let me stop you there. What was it about the wife that made her the one that was worthy of courting and becoming wife? Well, for a long time, I had gotten pretty jaded by women due to yeah. um, crappy relationships. And I was, I was to the point where I'm like, you know, this is the way I'm doing it. If you don't like it, there's the door. But then she would say something like, Hey, do you think about doing something like this or like that uh example um some stuff about her impressed me a lot and i'm and, and it got me thinking wait a minute that's a good idea that's uh, i like that you know and then so i was i was super impressed by a lot of the qualities that she had and that's is, what made me so is it fair to say she one. kind of brought out a better version of you yeah she definitely well that's did. good that's a real positive and a partner isn't it so yeah because yeah, of her sure. i i take things to kind of the next level um but it sounds like you weren't ever really over the top sexual lovey-dovey with each other um we kind of were in the beginning of the relationship you know when we were first dating and stuff and then after we, were, we just got married yeah a little bit but um and i guess that's kind of something you hear in a lot of marriages it was started yeah. off really hot and heavy and then it kind of died real quick but your hot and heavy um definition is that's the three to four times a month you were talking about well no that's not what i'd say hot and heavy that would be like i guess I don't know. I don't know what that what defines what definition that would fall under. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, but, but that was the like best. That was the best times. of that best. That was the best of times. That three or four times a month. Yeah, for the most part, it was three. Okay. Yeah. See, to me, to me, and to married. a lot of guys listening to this are probably like, eh, that's when I would yeah. have been like, something's up here. You know, three to four times a month. That's kind of on the downswing. Something's up. Maybe this is the beginning of a dead bedroom. But that's where. So, so this is important. This was the. Out of the gate, this was as you know as good as it gets, so to speak. So yeah, and then introduce marriage and kids. Well, of course, it's going to go down. And unfortunately, you you didn't have much to work with to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So okay, go on. So from there, oh, so from there, um, you know, we both work our asses off, and whatever fields our fields are that we are in, and uh, she 
um, you know, is allowing stress to get on her. And I was letting a little bit of stress to get on me, but I was, I wasn't really, I just fell into sole provider mode, like most provider mode. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, then the sex slowly got slowly stopped until it was not happening until she was just like, not wanting anything to do with me until she was, ba- until I was basically the guy you described in the bedroom fix book. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm wondering what the hell's going on, what the hell's going on. So, uh, you know, I'm, but I'm not confrontational enough to ask about it. And I bring it up softly. Sometimes I notice that she'll talk about some sex in front of other people, but not ever wanting to talk about it with me. I'm like, Oh, okay. This is weird. And, uh, then I, um, so of course, I, you know, uh, most guys adapted that by um, jerking off and uh, watching porn. And um, yep, I went down that hole for a little while. Sure. <laughs> um, no pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, so well, let me stop you there. We talked yeah. all about the baggage that you bring to the relationship, which is you know nothing to sneeze at. But what, oh, yeah. is, what does she bring? She brings, you know, yeah, potentially potentially something that had happened in her youth or her or before before definitely before I met her she she might have some kind of thing that she uh that something I did triggered like I touched her a certain way or a certain part of her and she kind of there was a defining moment there where she said hey knock that off and I'm like Mm. oh shit what did I do she's like I told you about that like when we first started dating that I don't like to be touched there I'm like what the fuck so hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go into, into that. I don't want to go into dirty details here, but I assume oh, yeah. you're referencing some kind of sexual abuse in the past when she was young, yeah, and she's or at least some kind of assault. And she's still holding on to that. And but but this touching of wherever it was, did you look at that as that's kind of an innocuous thing? Was this sexual in nature? This touch was this in the heat of the moment kind of thing? Yeah, it was just like heat of the moment kind of thing is what I what. See my interaction with her was and i just wasn't thinking and i apologize for it and it never happened after that but then it was like anytime i would bring up the subject of sex or i'd start you know making some kind of moves on her um it was like total denial right there and on the phone and not engaging at all and then it just kind of got a little bit so the question so the question then is you know the cynical side says She's kind of leaning on this excuse because she just flat out doesn't want it for whatever variety of reasons. Um, you know, I've heard some men, like the woman has some kind of gastrointestinal problem. It's like, you know, I have Crohn's disease or, you know, I have the IBS, you know, I have this, so get away. And mm-hmm. she, she knows that all she has to quickly say is, you know, fill in the blank. And the guy goes, whoa, puts his hands up, says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you feel that? Oh, yeah. It, did you feel it was approaching on that or was it? genuinely you could sense that this was real trauma on her part and she wasn't doing this just to make you go away. She was genuinely hurt by this. Um, when I brought it up a few times and tried to have the talk, she reminded me of that. And then I'm like, well, we haven't done that since. So what the heck, what's the heck's going on? Yeah. And, uh, so there's, but so, so the elephant, um, the elephant in the room, which you didn't really address directly because you weren't a very confrontational guy at all. You're kind of passive. But there was this element no. in the room of something happened to wifey. We don't talk about it. We, we acknowledge that it's there. We acknowledge yep. that it's caused these problems that we're both facing now. But neither of us are ever going to say, so what are we going to do about this? No, no one's ever said, 
exactly yeah no one ever said wife you need to go let's go talk to somebody together about this let's you know i love you i'm I'm here for you let's get to the bottom of this or she never has this would be the rarest of the rare she has never said yeah i got issues you're right i need help with this Mm -hmm. Uh, that that never came up so you guys but you guys just danced around this yeah and how long did you dance around this before it finally came to a head and enough was enough well, I danced around this for two years. Two years and of zero sex. Zero sex. Wow. Was yeah. there physical intimacy in any way? Hugs, hand-holding, kissing? There was occasional hand-holding and occasional kiss on the cheek before work, you know? And then, um, yeah. but she just didn't like, she just would say, mm-hmm. like, she, she freaked out that one time that I did the, touched her back or whatever it was. And, and then um, ever since then, I was just like, okay, I just won't touch you anymore. Fine. And I was kind of pissed. I was resentful. Yeah, you became very resentful and angry. And then jumped into provider role and chore play bullshit and all this other stuff too. You know, maybe maybe she'll see how hard I'm working and I don't know, maybe want to fuck me or something. <laughs> but, you know, that kind <laughs> trying of line whatever, of thought. Trying whatever you can. And, yeah. But at this point, if this goes on for two years, I have to think, I mean, you're a human damn being. I, I would think you would start to lose your connection to the wife. Where oh, it, yeah. instead of when she walks across the room going, mm, there's my wife. And then it's, God, there's my wife. And therefore, any advance from you or any anything approaching sexuality, it's a thing that when men hit that point where they kind of lose that connection with the wife, the wife mm-hmm. knows knows it pretty quickly. She can feel it. And so any kind of sexual advance is not a, hey, I love you and lust after you. It's, I got some needs here, woman. <laughs> and these needs need to be filled. Are you going to do the job or not? And the wife's like, no. And he's like, yeah, eh, fine. I'll go jerk off. So you got to that point, I would think probably, well, several months into this, I would think. But this went on for a couple of years. And then yeah, kind of jumping ahead, then you reached out to me after reading the book. And yeah. uh, we chatted one-on-one. And basically my summation was, dude, this is bad. This is weird. Something's up here. No one's talking about what the hell's up. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to step up and say, dude, two years of no, hardly any physical contact is odd, strange. And what's stranger is no one's talking about it. And I basically said, I don't see much hope for this, to be quite honest with you. I mean, two years of this res- resentment and disconnection and you falling out of love with her and vice versa. Um, but, to yeah. your, but to your credit, you said, yeah, but well, I got to give this a shot. And I said, well, then the shot needs to be just what I said. Hey, I'm going to stand up and be the bad guy here, the quote bad guy, and say exactly. this, this can't go on. So walk walk us through that whole. Yeah. So um, about a year at about a year and a half um, of of nothing, I uh, stumbled upon your uh, your content. I uh, read the book, you know, and and I remember talking to you the first time, and you I gave you the whole rundown, the long version of it, and I remember you saying like, well. I don't usually recommend divorce, but uh, I think <laughs> you need to get a divorce. I'm like, okay, all right, let me think about this. And so um, it was it was really really good because it kicked me in the ass. So after uh, after a discussion that you and I had, and you basically it put me in the mindset of taking action. It was really really motivating, and um, it laid stuff out um, like a lot, like very very clearly, and it kind of put me on a good track. So I, um, 
I started thinking about it. Like, what would it, what would that be like? And that was a painful process, just thinking about it and putting myself mentally in that space of what it would be like to be separated. Yeah. I mean, where did you go immediately? Was it a feeling of dread? Oh God, I'm going to be alone. Yeah, it was. It was going to be like, man, I grew up in a really, um, with divorced parents and yeah. I don't want to bring that on my kids. Yeah. This is not, uh, but I can't be unhappy. So it's like dealing with yourself or dealing with your kids. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do that? Or do you want to like set a good example of what a good relationship is and not be with the person that you're yeah. involved with? Right. Yeah. I mean, so there's but, two sides to it. And, and there was, but there was something which was very upsetting to you, but at the same time, it was evidence of a glimmer of hope. And um, yes. there, there, there's a phrase that goes around a lot on the internet when talking about dead bedrooms, which is asexual, asexuality, which is, I, I'm pretty sure my, my spouse is just asexual. Um, mm-hmm. I just, there's no indication that they have any kind of sexual feelings for anything, anyone at any point I, in no way, shape or form. They don't even, they don't like to watch dirty movies. They don't like anything comes up sexual. They turn it off the TV. They don't read any romance novels, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm. in, in, in some ways, I'm sure there's a grain of truth to that. But I think when I hear that from a lot of guys, it's also kind of a defense mechanism because I, I don't want to think that this person actually has human needs. And here I am sitting across the table from them and they don't even look at me that way at all. That's kind of really, really painful to think of. So I'm not going to go there. I prefer, much prefer just to throw the term asexual at them until they find out that until you, (laughs) (laughs) until they, until they find some little piece of evidence that says, Oh, she's still a sexual human after all. And you found that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And that was, um, that was kind of mind blowing. I remember, um, I'm just, at that point I was looking for anything, any, any kind of information I was checking, you know, I was occasionally snooping around a little bit, looking around on phones and whatnot. And then I look in a drawer and I found a, uh, found a couple toys, a toys, like way in the back, like sex toys. Yeah. Sex toys in the back. Of, uh, of one of her clothing drawers. And uh, I was like, really? Huh? And then like, I like my body just started shaking. And I was like, I'm kind of pissed, but I'm like, this was pretty upsetting to you. Kind of happy, but I'm, I'm pissed, you know? And then I remember making a, uh, doing a post on the, uh, on the message board and being like, okay, here's what just happened. I'm trying not to freak out about this. What do you guys think? Just giving it out into the, into the, uh, into the atmosphere, see what would happen. And, uh, got some decent feedback. I got some not so decent feedback from a few people, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it set some things in perspective. And and the, the, the yeah. bottom line was, oh, good, she is sexual, just not with me. Yeah. Well, I need to change yeah. that. And um, so then that's and then I put that kind of I just wrote it down, filed it away in my brain. And then one time, we did sit down and I'm like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go to a counseling session. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, okay. And then I said, no, really, we're going to go to a counseling session on this day. I've got childcare already set up and, um, we will both, um, we can go there. Well, let me and, back you up there because at first it was, it was a little passive on your, on your part. It was, um, if I remember right, this was a little while ago, it was, I'm, I'm going to give her a menu of choices of therapists to go see. And kind oh of put, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, kind of put the ball in her court, and of course it was, uh huh, I got it, sure. And you didn't hear anything for days and days, and that's when I said, "That's you got to be blunt, and this is what we're doing, and yes. this is this is where we're going." Now, was that when she brought up the term ultimatum? Like, what is this? An ultimatum? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to back up and say, yes, it was, it was one of our conversations that you and I had where you were like, um, yeah, no, you just need to do it. You can't just throw the ball in her court. You need to step up and do this. So that's what I did. And then, um, then she ended up, uh, asking me about if it was going to be an ultimate, is this an ultimatum? And I was like, um, mm-hmm. no, this is a choose your own adventure <laughs> or something to that effect. I'm like, no, this is not an ultimatum. This is, we will see counseling, but then I left off that last paragraph of saying, like, if we don't do this, we're going to get divorced. The paragraph is that you, you actually talk about a paragraph. You actually sat down mm-hmm. and wrote this all out on a piece of paper beforehand. Oh, yeah. And then planned this because this is such a nerve wracking thing. This is brand new for you being so confrontational and you know, talking about the big elephant in the room that no one talks about. Um, yep. And all that wrapped into one big moment, big momentous occasion. You sit down, you're shaking. Okay, the last paragraph <laughs> you had was basically what? basically said um hey if we uh if we are unsuccessful in really getting um and really connecting with each other then there might be a time where this uh, relationship has to end in divorce and but you didn't say that to her you left off that you conveniently left off that part yeah. when you sat down with her I left that up. you got that far and you're like hey, let's just i i can see that i'm getting through to her i don't want to take this you know one step further let's just stop there and exactly. so you did. And then you, you proposed, here's some therapists. Well, that didn't work. Okay. This is where we're going next Wednesday, 8am. Here's where we're going. And she was just like, okay. And to her credit, she showed up. Yep. Yep. So, so what happened? So at that point I had um, another bunch of stuff written down, but uh, I did a little introduction with the um, therapist and in that introduction, I read the first part of the letter and then I stopped and I said, this is the part I did not read. And then I read that. And then that's when she said, oh, okay. I asked you if this was an ultimatum. And I'm like, nope, this is a choose your own adventure. Because before we leave, we're going to decide whether we want to make ourselves priorities or we want to work on separation. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm perfectly fine with either way we go. Yeah. And it was getting to that point that made the biggest difference in my mind. Yeah. You reach the end of your rope. Um, you're, you're perfectly illustrating something, a point where a lot of guys don't get. And a lot of guys don't get there out of fear, out of a sense of honor. You know, I, I, made, I made vows to this woman. This is just a, a stumbling block. We can get past this. And they'll kick that can down 15, 20, 30 years down the line. And some, guys, uh, some guys use religion. And they will say, um, "That's right. I'm a conservative Christian or not. Or, Orthodox, Muslim, Jewish, whatever it may be. And, and by the laws of our church, I can't just divorce this woman over something like this. Um, and so they kind of paint themselves into a corner. But even those guys, they, they, they eventually reach the end of the rope, especially if the relationship becomes um, abusive, which it could be argued yours kind of was teetering on that edge. I mean, there's a lot of details that we're leaving off about your interactions with each other. We're often contentious and you couldn't lift a finger in the wrong way. If, if it was anything remotely sexual or loving, she would instantly shut down on you. And it was, it was very clear through all your interactions that you were not anything more than friends, basically roommates. And if it, if it veered in that direction, exactly bad boy. So that could be construed as abuse by a lot of yep. people. So anyway, so what I tell a lot of the guys in that position is you've, you've taken that off the table as an option. So when yes. you basically sit down with your wife and say, this is the deal. 
invariably the wife is going to come back with some form of the response of, oh yeah, or what? And for a lot of those guys, the answer is, or I'm just going to go to the other room and sulk for a while and we'll pretend we didn't have this conversation. See you later. <laughs> it's like, well, of course, nothing's going to change. But to your credit, you finally hit the end of your rope and you said, or we'll just go about our merry way. You can live your life. God bless you. Still love you. Wish we could be together. Wish you all the best and I'll go live my life. And that's when it clicked with her. And she basically, exactly. that's when she basically said the, oh shit, he's serious. Uh, this little two year yep. stint of, Nobody talking about the elephant in the room has come to an end. Oh boy, here we go. So what then? So yeah, and I actually told her that I'm like, hey man, next in two weeks it's gonna be two years since we last had sex. That's that's roommates. We're not we're not exactly married at that point. And then so anyway, we had several conversations at home after that. Um, some of them were a little bit more emotional than others, but um I got my point across and I stayed right. I stayed still. I wasn't moving. So shit tests, if you will, came right after that. But she got clarified everything that I was saying. And so she did push back a little bit, but you stayed your ground. And you said, no, this is the way it is. This mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking. We're not stupid. We both realize that something's up here. We need to get to the bottom of it or else. And so finally she relented and said, okay. So what did that, what did that work look like? Oh, so that work looked like, um, well, for for her, like before we left there, she, she said, I said, we're either choosing this or that. She's like, yeah, okay, we'll stay together. And then she, um, and then I kind of like, I was just nice and cordial with her at home, didn't even touch her, didn't even try to do anything. And then I started focusing on work, like work for the next two weeks. And then mm -hmm. one day I come home from work and um, she shoots me a text and she's like hi i'm upstairs in bed and i'm like oh really okay so i go upstairs and of course she initiates hard yeah and so <laughs> and, uh, your, your thought though has to be is this genuine lustfulness on her part or is this just hey i'm gonna work through this or does it even matter at this point at this point it doesn't even matter i mean and it happened it probably happened like three weeks after the big meeting where i said yeah. Here's, the, here's what's going to happen. Um, so it took her a little while for her to get her mind right. Of course, mm -hmm. she had to talk to her best friend, you know, <laughs> and that kind of stuff, I think. I think she went yeah. right to her best friend's house like the day after. And do you have um, any inclination as to what the best friend, did the best friend lay into her and say, hey, dummy, get with the program. You're about to lose your husband and your family? Essentially, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, her best friend's pretty cool. And, um, you know, her and I get along really well and, Anyway, it's, it's, it worked out in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that happened. And then a couple of days later, it happened again. And then it started happening regularly. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, I'm using every single um, dead bedroom fixed step I can stick to with the program. Uh, maintain and stick with the program. Um, and, uh, then one day she's talking to one of her friends about shows, you know, or hanging out. And then she mentions a show and I said, Oh, tell me about that. And she's like, well, it's got, I don't know. It's got a lot of sex in it. You might not like it. I'm like, Oh no, I like it. And I was very confident. And then she's like, all right, cool. I'll watch that again with you. And uh, so of course we watched the first episode and, you know, sometimes in the past I would have been all, 
shy and quiet about certain uncomfortable scenes. yeah uncomfortable am i gonna get this is this you know like that mm-hmm. mindset but then i'm like man she's got a nice house like i'm saying that stuff like right out front I'm, yeah. and i'm like and then the main star comes out and i'm like oh yeah that must be the coxman right there <laughs> i bet he's gonna nail whatever lady he wants and uh then there's like sex scenes all throughout and then like basically we've been having sex a lot lately yeah. fast forward to now we've been having sex a lot like every night it's been great and and, and as far as you can tell this isn't just a wife doing things to shut you up or keep the man around this is it, it, maybe initially it was like okay let's do this it's weird that we're not doing this let's go and maybe you kind of open the floodgates at that point and she said you know what i've been kind of missing out <laughs> and yeah. I, I kind of enjoy this and he, he's uh-huh. obviously he's obviously been working on himself and i'm kind of like what i'm seeing with his attitude his physicality everything and your, your work life also improved correct your career it did. It um, it went yeah. from uh, from shift work to a uh, more regular forty hour type of uh, job. So so that, that, that would help alleviate present. some stress at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm more present at home at night, and we took we took our <laughs> stopped our kid from climbing into our bed every night because I'm home every night. Mm-hmm. So little things like that. So then here's the here's the big question. So this is all wonderful, and this is like yeah. holy shit. Uh, I never in a million years, speaking as myself, would have thought that this would have happened especially so forcefully, I guess is the word. I mean, I know you had the big confrontation and then a few weeks, maybe like a month later, and then it started happening. But even then I thought it would be, you know, a little trickling here and there, go back to the therapist a few dozen more times, a little, little bit more, and then eventually maybe reach a level of normal, but you guys just hit the ground running. Oh, so, overall, we, we hit, uh, we hit the therapist sessions about three times and yeah. the big meeting happened on the on the second meeting, I think there was. Okay. But um, what makes that the big meeting? The big meeting was when I, yeah, the first meeting was kind of like intro. Here's us. This is what we do. Blah, blah, blah. Here's why we're here kind of thing. And then the second meeting was like, hey, this is where. Oh, I see. This is where. Gotcha. And then in that, yeah, that's kind of what, sorry, I, I, I condensed that a little no, bit. No, no. So have we, have, have we ever talked about the true elephant in the room, which is what started all this to begin with, her past abusive issues that issues excuse me has that ever been addressed at all in detail so that has not and um um is it being addressed by somebody i guess is the question it's fine if you don't hear the it's totally up to her up to her who hears what detail of whatever but is it being is it being addressed by somebody she's seen somebody and getting help with this uh specifically addressed by anybody and uh i'm hoping that uh, we can make another appointment now that our our counselor's back in session if we can go do that or she can go that by herself and talk a little bit about that and that's my next goal is to is to try and find out what that was and And yeah there's going to be there's going to be this uh incentive to not you got a really good thing going like you're riding the wave right using that analogy you don't you want to stay up on the surfboard this is great we're being connected again we're sexual we're more loving and then here comes husband saying so about that potential sexual abuse thing that we never talk about, <laughs> she's, yeah. she's like, damn it. Why we've been doing so good. What the hell? But <laughs> I, I, but I think that's, it's, uh, it, it's very uh, kudos to you. I would say to bring that up because it's kind of, again, usually keep going back to elephant in the room thing, but it's, yeah, we've got to address that because that's going to come up again. It's just kind of like the person who's, 
you know, a heroin addict. And then one day just decides I'm just going to stop. And like, well, did you ever go in any meetings and deal with why you became an addict? No. Did you go through programs for the withdrawal? No, I just stopped. It's like, are you concerned you may start again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> can, can we do the work to prevent that from happening? I think same yeah. thing with you. Can, can we get to the bottom of this so we don't have to deal with this again? Because something, if in fact this did happen, the sexual uh, assault did happen. We're kind of assuming a lot here. Who knows what it was exactly? But assuming something bad happened to her, there's going to be something that may trigger it again. Um, and it may not necessarily be you touching her a certain way in a certain circumstance or whatever. It could just be regular old life stress just piles on too much. Uh, you lose your job. Yeah. She loses her job. And then she yeah. just shuts, shuts down all over again. And because that's kind of her coping mechanism for whatever reason is just she represses this. And somebody yeah. needs to get to the bottom of what's going on there. Cause that ain't good. I agree. Yeah. I agree for sure. Yeah. So uh, you are the quintessential, holy shit. I never thought it would have happened. Example. I mean, two years, my goodness. Two years. It was the longest two years ever. It's, uh, Which, it's crazy. You know, guys always ask me, I'm sure you've heard a lot. Uh, I'll throw out your example. I won't name names, of course, but I was like, yeah, I know a guy who hasn't had any for two years. I've also known guys who haven't had anything for eight years and up. Um, wow. And it's the same thing. It's just that I can't confront because if I do confront, then this bad thing will happen or this bad thing. She'll take me to the cleaners financially or she's got me by the balls in this way or whatever it may be. A lot of guys paint themselves to a corner in marriage. Oh, you know, like I work for her dad at this company. And if I leave her, I, I lose my job and everything goes down the toilet. I've heard that more than a few times. So it, it, yeah. it, but it, it keeps coming back to that. If we maintain our independence as a man. She maintains her independence and you're just two independent, healthy people. They get together. It's great. But as soon as you start meshing, I guess is the term, connecting a little bit too much, you work together, you work for her dad, the parents buy the house and you know, mm -hmm. it just, oh, just recipe for disaster for sure. Oh, yeah. So, so where to from here, obviously, you know, let, let's talk about wife's issues. Let's see if we can get to the bottom of that. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, are you seeing anything else? Any other negatives while things are um, while things are improving? Are there other little things that make you go, "Uh oh"? No, actually, nothing. We're okay. um, we're actually communicating a lot better now mm. um, since the since the the major uh, you know counseling appointment. We've gotten mm. really good at communicating, a little bit better at communicating, and we've gone back you know uh, two or three times I think since the big meeting to just learn different communication skills and. Um, and some things came out and I actually bought the, um, I bought the intimacy deck, right? Oh, the deck of and, cards. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The deck of cards. Right. So, um, so like, yeah, one day I'm like, Hey, kids are playing video games. I'm going to open this uh, really nice bottle of wine that we have. And we're going to go downstairs and play a game. And she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, and that ended up into, um, some really nice, good open conversation. And I, we did it for like an hour. <laughs> Wow. And then we played it again the next uh, and a couple of days later. I'm like, hey, let's play some more of that game. And nice. she's like, okay, cool. So she's all over it. And we're asking each other whatever random question is in there. Wow. Does it feel um, like you're kind so of starting all over from scratch? I think we are. Yeah. The whole, and I'm just doing the whole courting process, the whole, hey, you know, the whole mating game, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, completely. It's, uh, it's pretty phenomenal. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, 
and it's and it's a work in progress. It's not never you know perfect. There's always room yeah. for improvement for everyone. And I'm not saying I'm a success story, but you know, ask me again in six months and we'll see. <laughs> so has she ever verbalized bluntly or in a roundabout way, you know, recognition of the two year thing and just how odd that was and how much of that was basically uh, rested on her shoulders? You know, or, she hasn't. But we've kind of just pretended that didn't happen. And let's just <laughs> ride you know, this way. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, you know, I had all this resentment and nice stuff and I brought it up in that big counseling session. I'm like, yeah, I got this resentment, blah, 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 blah. And then like a few days later, I'm like, you know what? Resentment's not serving me. I need to not think about it. And mm -hmm. anything else that's not serving me, fuck all that too. And just focus on her and focus on good. And um, if she wants to bring it up sometime, cool. I'll be able to listen. If she wants to let it affect her and our relationship, I will throw a flag and jump on that shit. But for right now, hey, yeah. things are cool. Let's, uh, I mean, not, <laughs> not necessarily ride the wave, but ride the wave with an awareness now that my head is out of my ass. Mm -hmm. um, I've got, you know, I've got this, uh, this um, group of people that I'm getting good uh, feedback from and, and, um, and blunt feedback when I need it on stuff. And uh, it's been very, very helpful. So I'm looking at it from a, from a right mindset, I think now. Well, good. Oh, I can see, you know, for the majority of men, there'd be so much resentment of why isn't she groveling and getting down on her knees saying, I am so sorry for all the shit I put you through for two years. And, you know, she needs to kiss my feet for the next two years to make <laughs> up for it kind of thing. But you're just like, Hey, it happened. Nothing we can do yep. to go back and change it. The only thing we can do is look forward and make these next two years pretty awesome. And then the two years past that and so on and so on. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's been great. And uh, thank you so much for everything that you do for, you know, facilitating this group and uh, these calls and stuff. And everybody there seems oh, pretty, my pleasure. Pretty, pretty cool dudes. My pleasure. We got a great group of guys, all varying degrees of going through what you went through. And uh, several guys that have been there, done that, and uh, been now seeing the other side just like you are. So you all have your own, uh, own version of the wisdom to share and how you got there. And your story is unique. But at the same time, you've heard some flavor of it a few dozen times mm -hmm. uh, groups and um so where to from here do you where do you foresee like in uh, five years you guys being any major changes um, coming down the pipe nothing really i mean yeah it's gonna be uh, nothing really career-wise we're gonna be getting more traveling in definitely good good i think and uh just more more focus on um i don't know projects around the house and that kind of thing and <laughs> How about, and, uh, how about uh, opportunities for you two to uh, bond sans kids without the kids? Are you leading in that direction, such as you and me, sweetheart? We're going here. I know it's tough with the COVID and everything. Oh yeah, we've got. I've got a list of some things written out as far as different different uh, places we're gonna go check out by ourselves. Now that we have a better um, uh, better kid care thing in place, and mm -hmm. our kids are a little bit older and they don't require as much. They're not Good a baby, deal. so I think there's a future of um, you know trips to local areas and then far beyond that even with just us in our future as well as you know maintaining work and excellent life balance kind of thing yeah so have you i don't know if you've uh if you've experienced this yet or not but if and when you're ready to go you're hot and heavy you had an excellent evening together all the 
the planets are aligned. Let's do this. And she turns you down. Um, I can see a guy in your position, boy, that could just bring up all that resentment all over again. Oh, here we go. You know, go another two year lull and blah, blah, blah. Have you, have you been hit with a no yet? Um, I haven't. Um, I've actually, uh, I mean, it's bound to happen. I, it's bound to happen and I'll be just fine with it. I'm like, all right, cool. Sounds good. Right on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did get hit with a no, like right before one of the meetings, <laughs> right before one of the meetings, actually, let me go back. Um, you reminded me of it, like just for shits and grins to see what her reaction would be. And so that she could see what my reaction would be. One day I just like pulled her aside. I'm like, Hey, do you want to have sex later? Just casually. And she's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I just oh, walked I away. So that you was know, kind of your, like, your passive aggressive way of showing, let me show you what, I'm going to, I'm going to be like from now on <laughs> something like that. You got a little taste of it. So, well, that, that was, that doesn't count. You were forcing that. You knew what would happen on that one. But, oh yeah. But now in this hot and heavy time, part two, um, just curious to see uh, how you cope with that. Cause it's going to come, you know, when she's going to feel like shit someday, she's going to have a horrible day at work and you're going to misread the signals and you're going to go for it. And she's going to be, I love you, but I just, sure. stomach's killing gonna... me. And I can see, you need to take a time out and go run around the block a few times because I could see that bring, bringing up all kinds of anger and resentment. And I know it probably would me and probably most of the men listening to this would be like, dude, some of them, I can see some men just being so spiteful that the second she sneezes wrong, he's like, I'm out. You know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, you're not like that. Yeah. As far as that goes, I mean, hopefully the gyms will open up pretty quick and uh, I'm definitely getting a membership to one of those. And I enjoy martial arts quite a bit. So oh, dear. cool. What kind of martial art? Be uh, a little jujitsu here. Very cool. Very cool. That's very popular now. Everybody's doing that. It is. Yeah. I just got my blue belt right before this. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, well, COVID congrats. started and I need to get back out. Thanks. Is but, it um, a, a gi or no gi? Uh, gi is what I primarily go with. Nice. Very cool. But every now and then I'll train no gi. Excellent. Well, sky's the limit from here. Yeah. And uh, wish you all the best and hope it keeps going in the right direction and just be prepared for when it doesn't because it's going to come. You know how life is. It's going to throw you some kind uh -huh. of curveball and you're going to have some holy shit moment. That's cool. And she, she may not be able to cope with it very mm -hmm. well, especially given some stuff that's happened to her in the past. And you may not given your stuff. So, but you're both new people now. You can be whoever the hell you want to be, right? And leave all that shit with yeah, mom I feel like and this all whole those thing stuff. Just made me stronger. Yeah. New chapter, yeah, new chapter sure. in your life. You're both still young, so this is awesome. A good, uh, mm -hmm. a good pick me up story and good motivation for other guys out there. You know, you guys out there, man. We haven't had sex in a couple of months, few months since the baby came. Listen to a story like this. It's possible to turn that around. Is it probable? I'm not going to go as far as to say yeah, probably, but it's possible, as Mike has shown us here. Um, but as you can tell, it took a big leap of faith to say, uh, you know what? I can't do this no more. Watch this and lay down the law and put down those boundaries and to say, um, I expect more out of us. And then she came back with, oh, yeah, or what? And then Mike came back with, or else, adios, no hard feelings. And that's sometimes what it takes. And, you know, it's just like any kind of negotiation, isn't it? Business or otherwise. You know, you're sitting across the table from somebody and you're negotiating and give and take. And the other one says, I'm not going to take your deal. So what are you going to do about it? You get up and walk away from the damn table. 
And that's when they go, oh, no, 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 come, come, come back. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. We, we can work something out. But so many guys don't even do that. They just hang their head and say, yeah, whatever. But and yeah. that, that's a big part of why a lot of you guys listening to this are getting the same results. Got to take that next step. And as far as I'm concerned, it does not make you a bad person. It makes you a goddamn human being. So, yeah. Well, Mike, thank you so much for your time, buddy. I appreciate it. And thank you for yeah. uh, joining the group. It's been awesome having you on there. Please stick around. Love having oh, you. For sure. For, for sure. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'll be seeing you. Thank you so much. Stay right, safe. Have a Stay healthy. All righty. You too. Bye-bye. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.